0: church with a worldwide vision for winning souls, making disciples, and planting churches. We're a Pentecostal church affiliated with the Christian Fellowship Ministries. We hope you enjoy today's sermon. In
1: hands, the... in Proverbs chapter 3. and We want to look at verse 1. If you have your spot, you can say amen. Praise the Lord. The Bible says these words in Proverbs 3 verse 1. My son, forget not my law, but let your heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add unto you. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about your neck, write them upon the table of your heart. So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and also men. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him. He shall direct your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Let's pray. Father, we thank you once again. God, we come before you by the precious blood of Jesus. God, I have no confidence in my own abilities. I depend upon you, God, your Holy Spirit, God, tonight to minister to your people, O oh God, that in this place, God, you would raise up a mighty army, God, those that would serve you, God, for the long haul, God, we pray, especially in the hour that we're living in, God, raise up soldiers for you, God. Father, we thank you for all that you've been doing in this place, God, and even tonight, All that you're about to do once again, God, and once again we come before you to give you the praise, to give you the honor and the glory in Jesus' name and all God's people said, amen. Amen. I want to preach a sermon tonight that I've entitled Longevity, A Good Thing, because how many know tonight that the world cries out for the secret to long life, to think, no doubt, of all of the creams and all of the surgeries and all that's done under the sun to try to keep the human physical body from aging. I was in the airport one evening waiting to board on a flight, and there was this woman, no doubt, she caught my attention because her lips were hanging down to the ground. It wasn't the plastic bottle challenge It's surgery gone wrong. But somewhere, no doubt, this woman probably thought, if I can have some bigger lips, then maybe it would make me look different or even make me look young. To think, no doubt, that there's many that are trying to defy the aging process. I have a brother-in-law, and so when we were pastoring in California, I would visit my mom often, and one evening we ended up staying at her house, and I have a brother-in-law that had real nice long black hair, and the evening has come, and no doubt his hair is jet black, and morning time came, and my daughter runs up to us, my oldest, she was younger at the time, and she says, dad, dad. And so we're wondering what's wrong. And she says, Uncle Carlos has white hair. And so when he walks out into the living room, again, it's early in the morning. The black long hair that we've seen in the night wasn't black anymore. It was actually very white. And so when we begin to ask him a few questions about last night, your hair was black before you went to bed, you wake up this morning And it's totally white, he says. It's this gel that he uses to actually put on his... Don't look at my head now. And it makes his head black. So somewhere this man is trying to defy the aging process. Yes, I do have some white hair. Probably five of them. Amen. But yet, I do not use, amen, a gel to try to defy... What the physical body is actually doing. To think, amen, that age for people in the hour we live in, they think it's a bad thing, but how many know that when it comes to the kingdom of God, age is a good thing? How many are with me? To live for God for the long haul is what's expected of you and I. We're speaking this evening about longevity. Longevity when it comes to serving Jesus Christ, the word longevity in the Webster's. It's a long duration of individual life, length of life. Long continuance. And I like that definition. Why? Because how many know that's what we need in our churches? Come on, somebody. We need those that would serve God with long continuance. Come on. Those, no doubt, that will come into the church and plug in. Come on. And continue to live for Jesus Christ for the long haul. There's an article of a man that's 123 years old, and thank the Lord, amen, for Grandma Mary, amen, that she's here with us tonight, 97 years old, amen, had the opportunity, amen, to share a few dinners with her this week, and just listening to her speak, and no doubt stories, amen, of Days before, Uh, but 123 years old man says uh, he owes his incredible longevity to an ancient Andean diet. An indigenous farmer who may be the oldest person to have ever lived is perhaps the best uh, infomercial yet for a diet enriched superfoods. Carmelo Flores who lives in a hut 4,000 meters high in the Andes, says that the key to long life has been canoa mushrooms, harvested from the riverbed, and a constant chewing of cocoa leaves. He speaks that he mixes this with potatoes. As he continues, they ask him, what is it like to live over 12 decades? He says he's still strong enough for his daily walks, but he spends most of his time sitting in front of his hut in a village walking pe- or watching people in town. He says, everyone who has lived here has already died. Men and women, I am the only one that is still alive. Even my wife has passed away. I don't know how long I shall live He says, only God knows, and he will tell me whether I die or keep living. Now, some of you women are probably thinking, honey, take me to the Andes. This man has found a secret to long life, but the Bible shows us tonight that the key to longevity, the key to long life. In verse one, the Bible says, My son, forget not my law, but let your heart keep my commandments. Verse two, for length of days and long life and peace shall be added unto you, that within every child of God, the fibers of longevity, come on somebody, should be interwoven in our spirit, in our soul, amen, that this longevity fiber can be found in you and I, thank God, amen, that we serve a good God, amen. Thank God that we serve a gracious God. And whatever years he gives you and I to live on planet Earth, it's a blessing from the Most High. Can you say amen? But thank God that the God we serve is into restoring lives. But can I tell you, it's only the mere beginning of what God wants to do. In your life and through your life. Amen. That it's a mere thing, amen, to see when somebody comes into the house of God. And God begins to restore a marriage, amen. What a beautiful sight. When God once again begins to restore a life. Those that come in broken and bound to see them set Free, amen. I spoke about that last night. It should bring an excitement. To you and I to see God restore a family, amen, that was broken apart, destroyed by sin, destroyed by decisions, but yet see their lives, amen, be put back together. But can I tell you, no matter how good it is, it's only the mere beginning of what God wants to continue to do in that life and through yours as well. You see, thank God for new beginnings. Hebrews twelve two says, "Looking unto Jesus, the Author and the Finisher of our faith." In other words, He was there at the beginning. But how many know this evening uh, he wants to continue till the very end uh, who for the joy that was set before him, uh, the Bible says uh, Jesus Christ endures the cross amen, uh, that it would be Jesus amen, uh, that would display longevity uh, that there was times no doubt uh, that he could have called down fire from heaven, come on, uh, he could have called angels uh, to take his place but the bible says that he went for the long haul come on he knew about the cross he knew about the torture come on somebody he knew of all that was going to partake and all the agony and pain but the bible says that longevity came because of the endurance of the cross Being able to say, there's going to be a joy, come on. There's going to be something great that's going to take place. And I must continue to the very end. It would be Jesus, amen, at the cross. The statement, or at least one, that he made at the cross, it is finished come on somebody can that be said of you and I it is completed in another translation why because what Jesus came to do he accomplished it amen and so Jesus shows you and I that you and I can make it for the long haul how many times have I seen good people walk in and begin to serve God amen and it's almost amen for a mere moment. All of the oohs and all of the ahs, and don't get me wrong again, I see potential in anybody that walks into the house of God. Amen but how many know uh, along with that potential uh, we want to see them make it can you say amen uh, we want to see them not only make it uh, but begin to mature uh, in the things of god uh, and as they mature in the things of god uh, they begin to grow some roots come on uh, they begin to build a foundation amen uh, that's founded on the rock uh, no covid uh, no pandemic amen can and shake it but yet they continue to live for God day in and day out it's a beautiful thing amen as you see people you get invited back you go to a conference somewhere and guess what they're still living for Jesus Christ because how many know that's what it's all about amen endurance longevity you see how many know it doesn't stop until things begin to look better. Come on somebody. Can I preach tonight? How many times have I heard people say pastor, pray for my son, pray for my daughter, and then they come out of prison. There's a lot of jail houses that are filled with prayers and God just move and do the miracle Amen. but what about when we're okay and out on the streets? what about Amen when we got that job that we've been praying for or that vehicle come on somebody that we've been contending or believing God for? Is God still God after? Do we continue to follow? Do we continue to serve? Are we just like those firecracker Christians? Come on, somebody, that there's a few snaps and a few alls, and it just goes away. You see, it doesn't stop until things begin to look better. You know, kids are not do, are doing well. Come on. Things are okay. Calm down in the house. You see pastoring a couple of times, amen. You see that happen many a times. And again, good people, and I don't believe they have a wrong agenda at times. I do many know many a times that Satan is involved. Why? Because he does not want to see you live for God for the long haul. He'd rather get you to come to a place where you receive what God gives you only for you to walk away from what God is merely beginning to do in your life. How many are with me? So one of the first prayers, amen, I came into the house of God. I did not have a vehicle. And so people in church, God bless them, they were picking me up for church. And I began to pray, God, if you bless me with a vehicle, I will use this vehicle to serve you, I will use this vehicle for your purpose, and it wasn't much longer before the stimulus existed, come on somebody, the IRS sent me a check for $1,500, and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, I could use this for a vehicle, so I believe God quickly began to respond uh, upon those prayers. And so I did pick up a vehicle. But not long after buying that vehicle, I began to look uh, on the penny saver uh, and some magazines that were back in California. Basically, uh, is where they sell cars and car parts. Uh, I was looking for some rims. Come on. I was thinking if Frankie Chi is going to roll. It, it was a new vehicle to me, but it was used. Yeah. <laughs> to the house of god and i gotta roll to the house of god in style and again if you got a nice vehicle and you got rims god bless you but i was looking to deck it out in my mind i want to make it look nice and so the second time that i heard god's voice clearly i'm looking through this recycler magazine and all of a sudden i hear god's voice say what are you doing and honestly, I'd be I thought it was my boss. I worked for this Japanese guy, and he, he would always creep up on me sometimes, and I thought it was him, but didn't have the accent. Come on, somebody. And I heard God's voice clearly say, I didn't shave you for that. And I knew I was so convicted. I knew that the old Frankie always wanted to deck out the vehicle. The old Frankie always wanted to use his vehicles for other reasons come on somebody but when I said to God if you bless me with the vehicle I'll use it for the kingdom and so I closed the magazine I quit looking for rims I actually left the vehicle stock and I begin to use that vehicle I will take off before service and pick up a family for church and I don't know about you We Mexican, we can pack it, amen. We just put babies on top of babies. Come on, somebody. I would come to church and drop them off. Then I would make my way out during song service. And I'll pick up another family because I promised God that if you bless me with the vehicle, come on, I'm going to use it for your glory. If you open those windows of heaven and respond to my need, I would use it for kingdom purpose, amen, because the prayer I said, amen, was a prayer that God had to remind me the reason why he blessed me in the first place. You see, it probably wouldn't have been long after I probably would have been cruising the boulevard again with my new car and new rims until God got a hold of me. You see, the fibers of longevity must be part of the person and the new person that you and I are, how many are with me? That God saves you and I not just merely to fix a few things in your life and then you're good to go, but he saves us, amen, for a reason, and he restores and he touches our lives, amen, so that we can serve him here on planet earth forever, amen. Oh, come on, until we depart from this earth, amen, that you and I will be serving him for the long haul. I'm going on 23 years this April, amen. Can I tell you, I have not arrived. I need to continue to do with all that's inside of me to say God, I'm gonna keep on serving you. I don't care how this week has went or last week or what's going on around me. Come on somebody, that's not gonna discourage me because when I said I'll serve you for Forever. That is something that I meant. Why? Because I've known what you've done and what you're doing meant in my life. And that is something that keeps me going on forward. My family told me when I first got saved, they said, Frankie, I'll give you three months and you'll be back on the streets. Three months and you'll be back doing your old Things you used to do on the streets. But 23 years going upon this April, amen. Can I tell you? Family told me, oh, you're just going through a phase. How many ever heard that? Oh, that's a long phase. Come on. <laughs> because how many know when I said, God, I'll serve you for the long haul, amen? I meant it with all of my heart. Pastor Campbell, amen, has always been asked, in almost 50 years. That's a long time. I mean, Pastor has been serving God as long as almost I've been alive, amen. But for 50 years, and people always ask him, What is the secret? How is it you've been serving God? And obviously, there is so much, amen, that no doubt he's been through in 50 years. But the question is, What keeps you going? And Pastor Campbell always says, gratitude oh come on somebody what keeps me living for god is remembering what god took me from come on somebody remembering what god has done not only what he started it man but what he continues to do day in and day out that's what keeps someone serving God amen that's what keeps someone living for God for the long haul Luke 17:15 the Bible says and when one of them when he saw that he was healed he turned back and with a loud voice he glorified God. Verse 16 of Luke 17, the Bible says, And he fell down at his face and at his feet, giving him thanks. He was a Samaritan. We know the story. The Bible speaks about ten lepers. Can you imagine? There's ten that need a miracle. There's ten that walk in to the presence of God. The Bible says all ten received that miracle all ten are touched by the living God but it's only this one that returns back to give Jesus thanks amen is that a picture tonight of you and I because I believe it is a picture of gratitude as they're walking away to go show themselves to the priest as was the custom it is only one that recognizes what God, amen. You see, when we recognize what God has done, it keeps you and I serving him. Come on. It keeps you and I at the feet of Jesus Christ. It keeps you and I every single day. Come on, somebody, amen. Thanking the living God.
2: Hey, what's up, podcast listeners? Pastor Adam, back with you again. Just wanted to give you this report that uh, you have been doing a great job of sharing the news of this podcast and continuing to download uh, episodes on a daily basis. The show has been growing by leaps and bounds. There's more of you listening now than at any other time in the podcast history. So we just want to say thank you once again for tuning in and listening to these anointed sermons. I just want to ask you one thing real quick. If you could do us a favor and leave us a review, especially if those of you on Apple devices, iTunes, Apple podcasts, wherever you're listening, uh, we need some five star reviews. And also uh, if you could leave a few notes in there about what you like best about this podcast it would really, really help us. I'm sure that, you know, somebody who could use a daily podcast to get them through the day. Please make sure you share it with them. And uh, also, Uh, we are trying to get our hands on sermons from all across our fellowship. If you've got some good ones to share with us, we'd encourage you to please contact us using the links in the show notes. We'd love to feature your sermons from your church as well. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy the rest of this sermon. There's a
1: woman in Chicago, and I would pray for people on Sunday morning. I always made a call if you're sick in body to come up. And this one lady obviously was very obvious what she needed a miracle for. She had an oxygen tank. She came in a little later in the service, during song service, and so I didn't get a chance to surface talk and meet her. But she stayed during the whole service, and when I made the call at the end, she responded, she responded, She came up with her oxygen tank. She was a little bit heavier set. I asked her, what does she need a miracle for? She says, it's very difficult to me to walk, especially to walk upstairs where I live without losing my breath. Therefore, I need this oxygen. So I began to speak with her. I led her in a simple prayer for salvation. First, I wanted to make sure she was right with God. Then I led her in a simple prayer for healing. Can I tell you, God miraculously touched this woman. God was glorified, amen, as we removed the oxygen mask off of this woman. She was breathing fine. We had her running back and forth at the altar. She did not lose her breath. The problem was, is that the only time I've seen her. I was able to get some information from her boyfriend that had brought her in. And he actually stayed a little longer to talk with me. Just thanking God for all that he's done for his girlfriend. And so as he gave me some information, I went over to their house one Sunday afternoon. Because God put them in my heart just to visit them to see how they were doing. And so I went over to their house and I can hear from a distance that there's people in the house, no doubt. You hear some music, hey man, in the background. And so I go over and I knock at the door. And sure enough, it's your boyfriend. And when he sees my face through the window, his eyes light up. And he opens up and he begins to talk to me, pastor, pastor. And as I'm just talking with him, asking him how things have been. And we missed them in church, and hopefully they can come back and visit. All of a sudden, she shows up in the background. She's got no oxygen mask. She's got no tank. In other words, she was healed. Come on. And she looks at me, and she, and, and it, and she stares at me and tells me, Pastor, you came at a wrong time. We are having a party and when she said those words, her boyfriend begins to say, how dare you talk to him? He healed you. I said, no, 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 no. I didn't heal her. God healed her. And so they begin to get into an argument there uh, on the porch. And basically she tells me, I need to come back some other day because I'm ruining their party. She looks at me and she walks back upstairs. He apologizes. He apologizes. And the next time I see them, she's still healed. I'm locking up the church there in the inner city. We're driving one by through one of the neighborhoods, and they're in the middle of the street fighting. They got each other by the hair, and they're duking it out. And I'm thinking, if this couple only would have realized, statement, what God had done, But how many times, amen, you've seen that in the ministry? Oh, come on, somebody. People receive a miracle. Oh, come on. We should have said amen to that. I understand it's Wednesday. Some of y'all tired. Come on. A miracle is salvation. That you're here in your right mind. That you're not dead somewhere six feet deep. You're not in the hospital suffering or some illness or some sickness. Come on, somebody. You're alive. You woke up this morning, amen, and you have breath. And so the miracle, amen, is that we're saved. Can you say amen? amen. I got a little more amens than that one. Praise the Lord. What this woman was missing was gratitude. And so, therefore, it was very easy for her to walk away and not serve God. What about you and I, Amen? Because how many know it needs to be personal? What keeps you and I going? What keeps you and I, as they say in the ministry, and I try not to use plugging away. That just means you're just kind of ch- ch- trying to get forward Oh, come on, somebody. I don't want my whole walk in God to be I'm trying to go for. I want to move forward. Come on, somebody. And I want to do all that I can do for Jesus. But it always brings me right back to square one. What God initially did from the very beginning. Come on, somebody. I said, I said, Barry, (laughs) come on. There's a Mexican. Come on again. You see, longevity is a good thing. Long continuance is a good thing. Come on. To serve Jesus Christ for the long haul. It's not about chewing. Cocoa leaves, come on. Or canoa mushrooms, hello somebody, amen. But here Solomon tells you and I, you want to know about long life. You want to know what's going to keep you going forward in Jesus Christ. You want to know what keeps you, amen, living for God. Verse 1. But let your heart keep my commandments. Verse 3. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about your neck. Write them upon the tablets of your heart. In other words, amen. That the word of God, amen. When the word of God becomes a steady diet. Oh, come on. That's better than cocoa leaves. Come on. Praise the Lord, man. This guy had an opportunity to live 120-something years, 12 decades. But I don't know about you. What keeps the child of God going forward is the word of God. God. Amen. That longevity. Amen. It's not just something or the word of God better said. It's not just something. Amen. We have when we read the word of God, our Bibles, but the Bible says that it's written inside of you and I. Oh, come on. Because how many know the Bible is very easily left if we're not Careful at the church. How many times have I seen, even as a pastor, uh, that the Bibles used to save someone's seat? My son, when he was door director, he said, Pop, there's a lot going on in the lost and found. (laughs) Pastor Dragoon knows about this. Chandler Church has a lost and found. And they pick up all the Bibles, don't leave nothing on the chairs, they say. And they say it often. But my son said, if you only knew how many Bibles are left behind. It makes you think, many of times as a preacher, what in the world? I understand there's applications nowadays. But what are people reading? That's why it's important for us to bind them around our neck. Meaning, the word of God is close, better yet said inside of our hearts. Someone are with me. This is what Solomon says is the key. You want to go for the long haul for God, your relationship with God is crucial. Amen. Being in the house of God, of course, amongst the people of God, being those in constant communication with the Lord, those are the basics. Times of counseling, I would always ask people when they came to me and they were struggling, the question is, what aren't they doing that they used to do before? And to be honest, it's always the basics. They stop reading the word of God, they stop attending church, or they stop praying. And I added one more, amen, and some, so probably other preachers witnessing telling people about Jesus, and then they wonder why they're struggling and they're about to quit or give up. Or they come into the house of God, and they're not even thinking about the long haul. They're just trying to survive today. Come on, somebody. God saved us for more than just surviving another day. Now, I hope tonight you take your Bible home. (laughs) You see, the Bible shows us, amen, that not only to continue for God for the long haul, that is an important, amen, for us to have a proper relationship with God. But it also shows us, amen, about our relationships with people, amen. Because if we're not careful, it's people that detour us. They do us wrong, and guess what? I ain't going to that church no more. And we're derailed from what God wanted to do in the first place. In verse 4, the Bible says, So you shall find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and also man." Come on, somebody. That's what keeps us going, amen. I don't know about you that's why it's important to be in church i was i'm part of the staff and i wanted to be in house of god amen when we shut the church down in chandler during the COVID time i wanted to be there and of course amen we gave opportunities for new converts to come in at the time pastor martinez was assisting and he said hey if they got to come in let them come in because these new converts were hungry for god we wanted to see them make it, amen. And if they could have my spot in case the law came in, then so be it. But how much, amen, I long to be in the house of God, amen. Even as a preacher, yes, I was reading. Yes, I was praying, amen. Yes, I was still following up on people, amen. But the relationship in the house of God, the need, and so Solomon says that we got favor with God, and we got favor with man. You know, that's one of the things as I serve God. God not only men restored me, but it restored the relationships around me. Come on. And that is what's very crucial that if we want to see amen, our families saved. If we want to see our family live for God, no doubt, amen. Your prayer list is probably larger than what's read out every service, amen. No doubt there's people uh, that you're contending for, amen. It's all going to depend on us. And again, uh, I'm not putting God in a box, uh, but you and I continuing to serve God, come on. You and I saying, I ain't going to give up. I'm going to be in church. I need to be in the house of God. There's an audience, come on, that's looking at you, when my family said three months, no doubt they look, wow, it's four months, it's five months, it's a year. Come on, somebody. Now it's going on 23 years because if I'm going to see my family shaved, it's because Frankie Chi and his household continue to serve God for the long haul. You see, it's family at times. That tries to derail you. Come on. My mom used to tell me when I first got saved, they están lavando el coco. Oh, come on. That means they're brainwashing you. Because to her, it was weird to be in church all the time. I said, Mom, I don't know about lavando my coco, but if they got to do it... May they bring the Fabuloso, come on. May they bring the Clorox bleach. Bring the Ahax and the Ajax. Why? Because this mind and this brain need some cleaning. Come on, somebody. She knew I was right, so she had nothing to say about it. But even though they tried to derail me in the early months, I began to make those stands. I continue to preach and be a testimony, amen. You know, for some family members, we are the only Bible they will ever read. Think about that. We are the only Bible they will ever read. They'll look at you. My niece used to say, Frankie, when you leave the house, they're always talking about you. I said, All right, what are they saying? <laughs> Tell me, mija. She says, Oh, how you changed, but in a good way, she says. So they may try to derail you. They may try to get you to quit and discourage you. But if you continue to live for God, I used to tell my converts, prove them wrong. Come on. It's up to you. Amen. Show them uh, you can live for God a year, two years, five years. If Jesus shall tarry, come on, prove them wrong. And God begins to restore those relationships. Through the years, amen, and I was sharing with one of the sisters, I've been able to lead much of my family to the Lord because we've always said, if we want to see them live for God, me and Abigail will say, we need to continue to live for God. How many are with me? That's longevity. That's not only what God started, but what God is continuing to do. If he is the author, that means the beginning, and the Bible says the finisher of our faith. Come on. In other words, God speaking those words, believing in us. When nobody believed in us, come on. God saying, I will finish what I started, but it's up to you and I. Jesus said in Matthew 5, 6, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. You see, when we hunger for God, Amen, God satisfies. That means we're not going on into the world. Oh, come on! We came from the world. We've seen what the world had to offer, and yet we were not satisfied. But now we're in the house of God. And Jesus said, when you hunger and thirst for me, when the word of God is round about your neck, embedded in your heart, embedded in your soul, you will be satisfied. So it's not looking for the next thrill. Oh, come on. It was a group back in the days called the God Chasers. There's some crazy stuff that comes out in the church world. Come on. Thank God we are part of a great fellowship, amen. And we've always had leaders. I was listening to one of Pastor Mitchells, amen, founder of our fellowship, amen, sermons, of just Holy Ghost, thank God, for leaders, amen, that when movements and so-called things rise up in the church world, I don't know about you, amen, I'm not jumping from church to church, come on, to try to find out the nearest thing, or where God is zacamona come on, I'm planting myself in the house of God, amen, because in the house of God is where we begin to flourish. Come on. In the house of God is where God begins to do some things in our life. In the house of God is where the will of God is found and we pursue it and we're satisfied. I'm winding it down in Chandler Church to think, amen. That over three decades ago and longer, it started out in a hot dog stand. Some tried to make the argument a taco stand, whatever it was. But only a handful of people, under a dozen people that came to church. When the church ate men, was only but a few. There was those few that said... We're gonna serve God for the long haul. That through thick and thin, you could find me here. Come on. That no matter what, if Jesus tarries another 15, 20 years, come on. You're still gonna find me serving Jesus Christ. And what started in a hot dog stand with a handful of people, amen. Today is a church planning church. Come on, somebody. Almost 150 churches out of that hot dog stand, if we can say that. Come on. Why? Because people came to a place to say, This is my church. Come on, somebody. And when they say this is my church, then I'm going to give to my church. Come on, somebody. I'm going to be in the house of God. I'm going to do and serve in any capacity God would allow me to be used. Why? Because I'm believing God. Amen. For my church. Come on. I'm believing God. Amen. That one day we'll be like the Chandler Church. Come on. Launching people out of Virginia Beach. A conference party. Why not? Come on. Because God can do anything. Let's give God praise. Hallelujah. This church is here because of the Chandler Church. Come on, somebody. You see, longevity is a good thing. But to live for God, amen, for the long haul, I'll leave you with the last thought. Verse 5. The Bible says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not onto your own understanding. If we're going to live for God, for the long haul, we trust God, amen. You see, that's the problem, amen. When people start getting weird, they start trusting in themselves. Oh, come on. Oh, I could do this. They forget where they came from. They forget, amen, what God initially started. And we forget many a times, amen. Trusting in ourselves is what God is in trouble in the first place. Come on, somebody. But Solomon says, lean not onto your own understandings. You know, I just let God be God as I spoke about a few days ago. Because, Frankie, if I get myself in the way of what God wants to do, i just mess things up again. And again, I'm not speaking about being irresponsible. But now it's about thinking, amen. Pastor Campbell always tells us, think. (laughs) And so I hear his voice many a times, amen. I know my children sometimes tell me, Pop, I always hear your voice. (laughs) Well, it's the same for us as preachers, amen. But it helps us, amen, to understand that outside of God, amen, we need to know where we came from. And when we gave our lives to Jesus, we said, God, I'm trusting you. No longer am I trusting in myself, but I'm believing God each and every day that when I come into your presence, amen, I know that you're going to lead me. I know that you're going to get me through. I know that you're going to come through. Come on, somebody, amen. And I know that as I do that, I can live for you another year and another year again. It is always a blessed thing to see people living for God. Amen. You see, that's one of the things we've always encouraged, and I encourage my converts as we brought them into conferences. We always encourage them to make friends, that there is a bigger picture outside of the church. Amen. We were pastoring at the time. That's how my son-in-law had met my son. They connected at a conference before he was my son-in-law. Let me clarify that. Some of you gave me some eyes through those masks. Okay, you didn't know then, huh? <laughs> and he found out that my son had a sister. <laughs> but it was through connecting, seeing them every year and praising God that they're still serving Jesus. How many are with me? That's what it's all about. You see, longevity... Is a good thing, amen, allowing God to use you and I for the long haul, amen, and through thick and thin, we're still here, come on, and we're still serving God, amen, because I know God has something good for me. God has something in store for my life and my children, hallelujah, but it all starts, amen. With our relationship with God, and it continues with our relationship with people. A steady diet of the word of God keeps you and I, man, serving God. Longevity. Let's bow our heads tonight.
0: We thank you again for listening. Do you want to receive updates from our church in your inbox? Make sure to sign up at our website, vvph.org.